It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. It's the Mental Health Podcast with Eileen and Phil. So, evening, Phil. How are you? Yes, good evening. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good. I'm glad you're well. I've been feeling a little bit... My word for... One of my words of choice recently has been discombobulated. I've been feeling, so I'm making an admission here, a bit of a confession. I've been feeling a bit discombobulated, discombobulated. of late. Yes, difficult word, both to say and to spell. Yes, and um, a bit strange when you go through these sort of ranges of emotion. Yes, and it's not unusual given the nature of what we're going through at the moment, that people will feel discombobulated. Mm. They'll feel it's, a, it's an unprecedented situation that none of us have really been involved in before. And to some extent, I think a feeling has been uh, that um, there was the initial lockdown, which I think some people or a lot of people felt was going to be the only one that was going to be required. That seemed to be borne out by the fact that uh, things seemed to improve in summer. But unfortunately, things have deteriorated since autumn and now into winter. And um, I think people are finding it difficult to, s- to see an end in sight, albeit the good news about the vaccine. Um, and so um, discombobulation, I think, is a very common expression of people's uh, feelings at this moment in time. Mm, and I... I've been feeling like that for a few days, um, but I think that something that maybe helped change my mindset was last night listening or watching Newsnight, and there was an author called John Lanchester who was being interviewed, and he was quite inspirational, in fact, and it was just a very brief phrase that he mentioned, and it was the fact that we should always have hope and that hope is hope isn't something that has a a a, fi- a target an end date a fixed um event but if we always follow the notion that there is hope and things will change i think what has been difficult for us is that our political leaders have actually over the course of the last 10 months given us little rays of hope with a fixed date a fixed time there was the suggestion that things would be better by the summer it didn't happen things would be better by christmas it didn't happen things would be better by spring and now there's talk that that may not happen i think the the better message that they could have perhaps given was that things will get better it's an unknown as to when as to how as to how that better will look but things will get better absolutely um, i totally agree with uh, that um, summary of where we're at and and hope in relation to mental health uh, is a really important part of what we would call the recovery uh, process and uh, hope as you've said is something which doesn't have a fixed beginning or a fixed end point um, but 
is an essential part of human well-being that we have some hope hope that things will change hope that things will improve hope that going forwards there will be things that will happen which will be different um, and um, the concept of hope is a really well-founded um, um, and really underpins the recovery process in, in a lot of mental health uh, situations um, you know the importance of maintaining hope particularly through difficult times uh, is one of the most important aspects of providing people with mental health support um, to show that there is the opportunity or there will, there will be the opportunity for change to take place um, and whilst there may be problems currently uh, which are difficult to surmount or to get a get over um, actually those things will in due course have have an end point uh, nobody necessarily knows when that will be but um, to um, give people that feeling that there is the hope to be able to make things different is a really important part of the support work that uh, goes on in mental health you know we have the recovery star which is a, a tool that we use a lot um, in order to try to help people to get through certain uh, difficulties in their lives and one of the 10 points on that star that we use the recovery star is called trust and hope and that isn't there just for the sake of it it's there because hope is a really important aspect of how we deal with our mental health mm, absolutely and i think um in part of my little musings on hope as i was doing a little bit of reading around and trying to really identify what is hope i came across another quote and it was from a guy called i'm probably mispronouncing this henry or henri nuon and he said hope is willing to leave unanswered questions and unknown futures unknown which i thought was a really interesting concept because i think a lot of the time we are craving for certainty we want the answers to the questions we want to project into the future and know that there's going to be a, a certainty of some sort or another during whatever difficulty we may be going through. I know we are all on a national scale sharing a difficulty at the moment, but people will have had many life experiences of confinement for one reason or another when they will have had to... Um, rely on hope hope that things would get better hope that things would change and they are the ones that will have got through those difficulties in life during those times um, what? so i suppose the question is how can you um, help somebody to see that there is hope for the future when everything may at that point in time look bleak yes indeed absolutely so, how do we go about doing that? Doing I, bit. I think hope is all about showing people that they have changed in the past and therefore will be able to change again. That nothing stays the same. 
everything changes, albeit we have routines in a daily life in our daily lives which seem to be unmovable. But nevertheless, every single day is different. And therefore hope springs from the fact that nothing ever repeats itself 100%. It's that old Chinese proverb, isn't it? You can never step into the same stream twice, which obviously means once you've stepped into a stream, the, the bit of water that's flowed, flowed past you has already flowed past, and therefore you'll never step into that same stream again. Even though the stream looks exactly the same and appears from the surface to be exactly the same, it is a totally different stream you'll be stepping into the second time or the third time. Mm. And so therefore that in itself shows that you know, everything, is, everything changes. Is that we are in a constant state of change and our mental health has the ability to change. Uh, we can have some influence over those changes but over a period of time, that will inevitably be different and change. Absolutely, and that is another thing that I've been um, pondering about as well. You know, we talk about um, mental health and people often equate that to mental illness and then sort of see that as something quite acute, needing expert help. But this idea of mental health is that we all have mental health as we have physical health. And that mental health is fluctuating all the time. So I think that's been something I've been reflecting on as I've realised that, you know, this past couple of days when um, I perhaps should have pe been feeling OK, I had those fluctuations in my mental health and was feeling a little bit more melancholy than I might have um, might have in other times so it is something that affects everybody it's something that I think the pandemic has increased everyone's awareness of that and I think if there's anything again good to come out of this and the focus on mental well-being is that it will open those conversations that people will feel much more enabled to speak about their mental health <clears throat> excuse me and that as a society we will recognize and respond to conversations about mental health in a much more positive way rather than seeing it as something that affects those people who have mental illness in quotation marks or need the acute support of a um, mental health professional it's something that we should all be talking about and and have those conversations when we're feeling low when we're struggling when we feel that actually we can't see much hope we may need people to point us in that direction i think actually one of the most positive things to have come out certainly of the pandemic from the point of view of the first lockdown that we all remember um, was the, the frequent expressions uh, from people that, that this would be a catalyst for change that there was hope that things would be different because of what was happening because of things beyond our control which we were all facing equally all having to deal with in 
our different ways, but facing essentially the same problems. And that, you know, you would get, turn on the television and there would be somebody expressing hope that this might lead to a better understanding between people, between nations, um, between um, you know, relatives, uh, a, better, a better way of doing things, um, hope for the future in terms of the improvement in terms of funding for the NHS and um, support services uh, and that sort of thing. And there were lots and lots of people who were coming out expressing the hope that this would be the catalyst that maybe would spark some form of change um, to the very fundamental um, things in our society. And uh, I think lots of people still hold that hope in their hearts that this is still something which will make mean that we will look at things differently and try in future to do things differently. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a tricky one that isn't it because um again across the global stage we're seeing things being acted out and you know arguments and debates and discussions about which countries will have what quantity of vaccine <laughs> you just hope that there will be much better global cooperation <laughs> I'm going into a negative here and this will be edited out. <laughs> well, you know, we only have to look at what's happened in the um, United States recently. Um, lots of people were fairly despairing of the um, uh, last incumbent uh, in that post. And now lo lots of people are seeing signs that mm. there is hope for a change which will take place and that there may be hope for uh, a world order which will be slightly different to how it has been over the course of the last four years. Mm, more compassionate, perhaps more seeking to collaborate with other countries and have an understanding and positive relationship. Good point. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> so as you said earlier, hope is something which we can't give a timescale to, but all change takes place in its own time but but change it will what is it you're hoping for eileen are there any particular things one or two things maybe that you're hoping for uh for the future for yourself or your family i don't think i can pinpoint what i'm hoping for you know to a certain extent, my life hasn't changed enormously. I'm still working. Um, I'm still living in a very lovely place. <coughs> Excuse me. My family still live at a reasonable distance from me. So, you know, I, I've always been used to dealing with family at a bit of a distance. Um, so life hasn't changed enormously, but I feel or have felt incredibly restricted. I have felt, I think January is a funny month for me personally, as we have a lot of family birthdays during January. It just happens to be one of those months and three generations of birthdays. So a granddaughter, a son and a husband who've all celebrated birthdays or will be celebrating birthdays in January. 
and as a fairly social animal and someone who enjoys a party <laughs> the way that we've had to celebrate these events is very very different and I find it quite painful that to celebrate a four-year-old's birthday has had to be done in the virtual world but this is happening this is playing out across the country across the globe people are having to adjust and it is that you know we got used to having parties I'm of a certain age and we've had birthday parties I've now had to adapt and adjust and change to accepting that the way we celebrate is now very different and we can celebrate, we can still have a lovely time, but it is very different. Um, and maybe this is the way things will continue. And I know that, you know, that connection through Zoom, through video calls does bring us closer together, given the miles that separate us. Um, so it's a newfound way of communicating, which, yeah carry that beyond beyond lockdown beyond pandemic and covid situation a, a positive um but just to have that freedom to be able to choose if i want to travel to visit family if i want to do that that is my hope that you know at some point in the not too distant future we will have that freedom of choice it's the choice that's taken away that i think i have struggled with a little bit more recently so here are some suggestions um, uh, of ways to spread some sunshine and bring hope into the lives of other people number one demonstrate love and care we all need to feel that we're loved and cared for every now and then number, Tick. Two, number two make people feel that they deserve happiness Tick. everyone deserves happiness number three show them acceptance Absolutely. Total and utter acceptance. Number four, offer help. Indeed. Number five, show them appreciation. <laughs> Pat on the back for reading off your list. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Number six, help them find their passion. Oh, oh that could be the ukulele. <laughs> well, that's coming next. And number seven, stay connected. Mm. Well, yes we've talked about that in the past and that communication and connection difficult you know when we can't have that face-to-face -face connection and we can't go and chat to our neighbours um, people that we might normally just go and speak to in a very relaxed way it's all very different but there are different ways of connecting as I've just mentioned the zooms and the video calls really important pick up the phone have a chat so these things are the things that will bring us hope um i did have a little walk today and i saw some snowdrops po popping their head up through the snow soil actually it wasn't snow the snow's all melted now um but it was absolutely lovely and you kind of think these little tiny flowers that thrive through that harsh winter um, there they are under the frozen earth and the first signs of spring these tiny little white flowers popping their heads up and that was another little sign of hope for me I think
So there's a really good poem by a lady called Emily Dickinson, which is called Hope is the Thing with Feathers. So I'd like to read it for you if that's okay. Yes, please do. So it goes like this. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the gale is heard and sore must be the storm that could abash the little bird that kept so many warm. I've heard it in the chillest land and on the strangest sea, yet never in extremity it asked a crumb of me. Hope is the thing with feathers. It's a kind of hymn of praise um, with the idea of being able to possibly honour the human capacity for hope. And the poem shows that hope is, or portrays hope as a bird that lives within the human soul. And this bird sings, come rain or shine, gale or storm, good times or bad. Mm. One of the most practical things you can do is to do things like send a text, um, leave a message, um, drop off a little trinket or gift. Not to give up, that's an important aspect of hope, isn't it? To realise that things will be different. Um, but equally to be realistic and to admit that there are situations which we will struggle with, but obviously to make it as a, an important um, thing to empathise with other people and then do the best you can to make the most of what you can within the circumstances in which you find yourself. This is another little poem on hope by um, Amos Russell Wells called Hold On A While. I'll just do the first couple of verses. When all the sky is very black and all the earth is blue and all the fiends are on your track and howling after you. When courage falls and hope decays and fair ambition dies and all your dreamland is ablaze beneath the ebon skies. When you would fain renounce the goal nor plod another mile Oh, straighten up your drooping soul and just hold on a while. So the message clearly there is to allow there to be enough time for things to be different and to change. Um, I think we all realise and have situations that we've faced which we seem to think are lasting forever. Um, but the reality is they will pass but we have to sometimes sit back and allow things to take their course in the knowledge and in the hope that things will eventually be different i hope that um, once this pandemic is all over that we can all enjoy a delicious cappuccino in a lovely coffee shop and the second thing I hope for is that Arsenal win the Premier League. <laughs> um, I hope it's going to stop raining <laughs> Me too. I can go out for a walk although I do like walking in the rain um, so that's not really an issue. Have you got a song that you think um, is about hope? 
think of anything. I was had lots of tunes whirling around in my head earlier today, um, which had the word hope in them. Um, but I'm one of those people who gets all the lyrics wrong and I probably throw in the word hope when it doesn't really um, belong there. So I'm not particularly a country music fan, but there is a song that used to be played regularly on Radio 2, actually, particularly by Terry Wogan. Mm. And that was um, a song which uh, was by a lady called Leanne Womack. Uh, way back in the 2000s. Yeah. I don't know if you remember it, but it was called I Hope You Dance. Do you remember that song? Not really. How's it go? Well, a bit like this. You hum it. It goes a bit like this. Shall Overcome. That's a great old song, isn't it? We performed by a whole range of musicians from Joan Byers to Toots and the Maytels. Um, Bruce Springsteen even recorded a calming studio version of it. Oh, just another little kind of reflection or comment on hope as well. Um, I don't know if you're aware many people probably know about um, the two members of the Transport for London underground tube um, members of staff run a all on the board it's called all on the board I think they do a Facebook page uh, Twitter Instagram they are all over social media and what they do is to um, write on the board that's out on the passenger concourse they write little uplifting slogans and 
little messages which are really just must bring such a spark of light and fun and enjoyment to passengers as they go about their daily business and I came across the one that they put on the board yesterday um, which was a lovely little message and it says hello you hope you're doing all right life is a journey and at the moment the train we are all on is in a tunnel but one day we will see the light from all at all on the board what a nice little message that is it's a lovely little message and a perfect place to end this podcast yes see you through the other side of the tunnel indeed or in the middle of the tunnel bye for now bye